Drive gets inside, leans in, knocked away, it's stolen by Holiday. Now up for the layup, oh, blocked by James. To Curry, way down top, bang, bang. the Tiger. This kind of sick. Zion's gonna want out soon. Here's the thing, I don't think the front office of that organization, of that New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. What can I say? Mamba out. Hey guys, welcome back. This is Courtsay Heat, CourtsayHeat.com, and today we are back with another podcast episode. It's been a week. I got through all my stuff heading into spring break. That is why you did not hear a single podcast episode from me last week. Just because I was trying to get ready um, for spring break, trying to get off of school. And yeah, but now we are back and a lot's happened. A lot of devastations, a lot of excitement, a lot of takeaways to say the least. Um... The Phoenix Sun stuff has been keeping me emotional. I think emotional is the right word. Because you watch the Knicks game. We're down by 12. When you're up by 12 with 12 minutes to go, with a quarter left to go, you should be able to close it out. The Knicks, like they've been doing for the majority of their season, have not been able to do that. They failed. Cam Johnson scored 38 points, 21 of them in the fourth quarter. Was able to score the game-winning shot. It was one of the most beautiful shots. I don't, I don't know if I want to call it beautiful, but it was one of the best shots I've seen this entire season from the Suns. Monty Williams won Cam Johnson to shoot more. Well, he shot more. That was one of the most dramatic games I witnessed from the Phoenix Suns when understand the circumstances of no D-Book and no CP3. So no Chris Paul, no Devin Booker. That's going to make it tough. And then DeAndre was not playing physical like everyone else. Like when Mitchell Robinson is dominating him, that's not good. Um, then when you go into Sunday's game, no Cam Johnson. No Devin Booker, no Chris Paul, no Darius Sargent, no Frank Tank Kaminsky. That's that's tough. The Suns almost won the game late on, until late into the fourth quarter where the Bucks chance ran away with it. Not because of Giannis Antetokounmpo. It was actually from Chris Middleton. I'll get more to a minute on um, Julius Randle because... The NBA released a statement on that, etc., etc. I'll get to that in a second. But first, before we jump into today's podcast episode, let's clear the room of everything we have to get to before getting to our uh, segment of recapping the news of the day. First, guys, as we always do, social media. Let's cover all the bases of social media. We all know a lot of social media. Um, if you guys have not figured out yet, social media has become a huge part of one's life, of how we communicate to people, and different things like that. Um, I would say to people, uh, wait for me to come on Truth Social, but by the time I'm able to get off their wait list, I may be dead. Because it's been, I don't know how many weeks, and I'm not trying to be rude towards the social media platform, um, especially when it's trying to launch, but I've been on this wait list, I've been 90,000 for I don't know how many weeks, it's pretty crazy. So it seems like they're having some technical difficulties, but, you know, the platforms that we are on, we're on Instagram.com slash CourtsideHeatNBA, Twitter.com slash CourtsideHeat, Facebook.com slash CourtsideHeat, Tumblr.com slash CourtsideHeat, and then we are on TikTok.com slash CourtsideHeat, or no, I'm sorry, TikTok.com at CourtsideHeat, so do not forget that. Uh, I'm, am I missing anything? 
I'm checking because I, I have no idea why I missed stuff. Um, if I am missing a few, I said, okay, I said Facebook. Okay, if I'm missing anything, you guys know where to find me. I've been doing this week in and week out, and you should be able to find me if you search me on your popular social media app. Now, I've been making more announcements as it's been coming out, but speaking about social media and stuff that's coming out, I found out that people really use Substack. Um, it's a guy that I followed, uh, I follow Mark Stein. He uses Substack. That is how we're going to be carrying our membership. So, guys, we're going to still have it on the website, but if you feel more comfortable and you feel more apt to use Substack for all of your information, we're going to be on there. How we have it set up is where you could purchase this membership, uh, $7.50 per month. We'll give you all of our exclusive articles on this site and on Substack, all the articles, uh, whether it's the present ones, old ones, or even future ones. We'll give you all these different perks. And for the people that are on there and do not have a membership, you can see occasional posts. We're not going to be turning this into like a second channel. We're just going to keep that at CourtsKey.com. But no, Substack is for our members. I'll have that in the link below. But I just want to let you guys know, you can go to CourtsKeyHeat.Substack.com. We're going to be uploading more content today. Because we began more and more content out on CourtsKeyHeat.com. So we just want to even itself out on Substack. For, for all you guys that are on Substack and that have... Uh, subscribe to courseheat.substack.com. You can now see all the different articles that we've been putting out there. To give you guys an idea of stuff, we've just been posting stuff about uh, if teams will invest into the package of Bronny or Bron James, if um, if the dunk contest can be reinvented. It can be reinvented. If it can, if whatever can be right. If it's simple, cha uh, simple changes in the schedule, whatever it is. So we talk about different things. We ask different questions. I campaign describe what we're feeling about dunk contest. The first woman to be drafted successfully in the NBA. You guys should go check that article out on Substack and um, Courtsy.com. Then. For the occasional readers, we're all going to be pulling on free articles that actually mean something. Meaning, the big topics, like uh, Damian Lillard. I'll let you know how he's going now, but different things like that. But it's not going to be like we give free stuff all the time. So this is really supposed to be for membership purposes. Now, if you want to stay on CourtsKey.com, again, we'll give you login information 24 hours after you sign up. Boom, bada, bang, you go on the site. But again, guys, if you want to stay connected just for members only, go to Substack. Really cool place, and we're just tweeting about it a lot. Now, if you really want really cool stuff, like really, really cool stuff, go to Patreon. I have no idea if I botched the name. Doesn't matter. You guys understand what I'm saying. Patreon. That's how you say it. We're following Patreon because... As a lot of you guys know, whether you are entrepreneurs yourself or you just know how much it does cost for some of these things and what we're doing, it would be really, really appreciated for you guys if you're able to just donate to Corte just to support us. It's not like we're all, we're, we're never really trying to ask because it's not supposed to be like you, we, you give and we just take no. What we're doing is something completely, completely different. Because how I always want to see and how I always want to attend to be is that you guys help us out, we help you back. So we're just asking, we have three different tiers. I'm pulling it up right now so you guys can get an understanding of it. But we have different memberships. So it goes by rookie supporter, veteran supporter, or legend supporter. The rookie supporter is only $3 per month. That's just general support. So if you guys are uh, gracious, generous, uh, generous enough to donate $3 per month, the courts need to keep it up and run because 
like a lot of things, you guys can test this. Bills pile up, and they keep things going, to keep documentaries going, to keep videos going, to keep podcasts, our content, different things like that going. It will be huge gear support. So that's the general support. Now, the $7 per month one, which is the veteran supporter one, you get exclusive voting power, coupons, like 20% off after you spend $35, and text Q&As. So you have a question, we'll give you back an answer within minutes. And then here's the real one, uh, the real powerful one, the legend supporter, $18 per month. And get that could be expensive. But it's really not after you get all these uh, cool things. Exclusive content, just on our Patreon. So if you wanted to, once you give us your email through Patreon, we'll give you sub to courtsaheat.com and sub a courtsaheat.substack.com. We get exclusive content, live Q&As on the spot where you want that over the phone, over social media, over whatever you want, you choose. Uh, Patreon shout out, 30% off of $45, 50% off of $120, exclusive voting power, and so much more. So guys, all that we're asking is that you just help support Courts of Heat in the ways you are, and whether you want to give or you don't, you're not obligated to, any of you guys don't, that is perfectly okay because what you guys are doing by retweeting, resharing, liking, and subscribing, all these different things is huge because it is tough trying to get on the algorithms of social media, Google, whatever. With all of that being said, guys, let's move on with our final announcement before we get into recapping the news of the day. Lastly, that is the store. We have gone so many new cool items. Uh, we've been selling video games like crazy on courtsyheat.com slash store and courtsyheat.store. Right now, guys, we're selling tons of rookie cards, Jeremy Grant cards, um, Marcus Smart cards, rookie Cam Johnson cards, uh, Luke Kennard cards, CJ McCollum cards, Isaiah Thomas cards, uh, Cole Anthony cards. We're selling tons of stuff right now, guys. We have so many new cards and lots coming out. So do not forget to pick up your swag. And if you want to buy the coolest merchandise out there, whether you're getting to wintertime, springtime, summertime, wherever you're at in the world, United States, Canada, wherever you guys are living at, we have it at Spreadshop. Link is down the um, down below in the subscript. Um, um, I can't speak today. My apologies. In the description below, so you guys can pick that up. But yeah, all those links will be down below, so do not miss to pick that up. Now, guys, without further ado, let's get into the recapping the news of the day. My goodness, do we have a lot to talk about? And hopefully my voice does not give out because, of course, I did not grab myself any water. Why do I always do it to myself? And hopefully I can actually speak today. That would be much appreciated. First thing first, guys. Um, Joyce Randall. So I talked about it a little bit before I got on with the announcements about the Knicks game. Knicks on Suns playing their final home game before going on. A free game road trip. I detailed this on Twitter because I gave a uh, live reporting on the Phoenix Suns game on Friday, right? So I did all of that, and as I was going, as I was going on there, um, I found out that man, Joyce Randall can dish out punishment, but cannot receive any. Meaning, so what happened was, is he kept going after Cam Johnson, just elbowing him, just elbowing him, shoving him, pushing him around. And finally, Cam Johnson snapped, gave him a little push after receiving another elbow to the chest. Um, and after that, I guess that will push, send Joyce Randall into a ballistic mess. 
because he started trying to pick a fight for Cam Johnson. Well, Randall, as we all know by his physique, he's not a fighter, nor does he have the mentality to be a fighter. It's actually being a coward because in those minutes, in those few seconds that they had that moment of just staring each other down, Cam Johnson didn't say anything. They had a few words. But as soon as Julius Randle got separated, that's when he won the fight for punches, all that different stuff. So that's when the coward actually won the pull Nikhil Jokic, right? I'm obviously referencing that from the postseason series of last of last year between the Nuggets Suns, where my Phoenix Suns blew out, swept the Nuggets, right? Never Nuggets. But long story short, Julius Randle's been fined fifty thousand dollars for starting an altercation with Cam Johnson. And making contact with an official. So, more story point of story is that this dude loves to talk a talk and loves saying and doing. Well, I'm gonna put all of this punishment on one person, but if I get somewhat of a pushback, oh, it's over. The dude got himself ejected and pretty much cost his team to win. That's not how a leader does things. Does things, and I know he's already under. A lot of heat and backlash for what he did in just his entire season. Because the one time he plays a good game, that's when it all gets messed up. Now, talking about messed up, that is the garbage landfill you call the uh, the Lakers organization. If there's anything more disconnected, misconfigured, like, I don't know what the right words are, but if anything is more messed up and twisted and just going down a fire hole, I don't know what is. It's the Lakers organization. It's the Lakers team. This is why you know LeBron James and Anthony Davis, who are no general managers, who are no front office, front management, right, front office management, right? They're not that. They're just players. That's why you know I'll construct a uh, roster. Because per the athletic, many league insiders believe that the Lakers benching Westbrook will help with some of their issues. And many people within the Lakeshore organization are pushing for Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook to come off the bench. Like it's a mess. It's a mess. Anthony Davis, I don't know how many times he gets hurt. I mean, I don't know how many times Russell Westbrook makes so many stupid excuses. Like Magic Johnson, who formerly worked with that team in the front office, who quit because he did not want to hear the, the stuff that LeBron James unintelligently said. He's not a GM. That's why he left. It's just this, this team's disconfigured. It's discombobulated. It's not working. Yet now it's like, okay, we should just stick with Buddy Hill. Oh no, we wanted, LeBron wanted with his infinite wisdom, wanted to get Westbrook. And now we're, look where they're at. Look where they're at. You can't trade the bum. It gets to the point where it does become more discombobulated. Because we can say that, oh, the Lakers are expecting Kendrick Nunn to return from injury this season. Last time I checked, Kendrick Nunn is not the greatest player in the world. Let me pull up his stats. Maybe I'm wrong. No, he is. Sorry. Who, who was I thinking? It was Nunn. Not, not the guy who was averaging 14 points. Because he's actually good. There's a Nar Nun out there. Like, ah, oh, man. I'm trying to think because I know Kendrick. Was it just Kendrick? Who's our Nun I hate? Yeah, Kendrick Nun's good. 14 points is solid. So that's a positive. But that's just one positive in the mess. The Lakers. Or this downfall, this is a this is a spiraling out of control super team. This is a blunder team. That's what it is. It's a failure of a team.
I'm not trying just to blow this team just to blow. I'm not trying to say kick shots. I'm just saying, you put together this mess of a team, you're fine just to stay in the playing tournament, you idiots. Like, the, the Pelicans are one half games behind you. That's pathetic. They have a better ten, last 10 game record than you do. Actually, a lot of teams do. You're tied with the Thunder. Going by conferences, you're tied with the Thunder. That's bad. That is really, really bad. And no one in a perfect world would think that's good. So, I'm not trying to say that the Lakers are bad. I'm just saying the Lakers are prophetic. They're a disappointment of a franchise. And everyone's job is in stake. Is at stake. Frank, bull prediction, Rob Planka, Frank Bogle, and LeBron James are not going to be back. Russell Westbrook is not going to be back. This is going to be a whole new franchise, roster, front office, everything. Because there's a reason why Magic left. There's a reason why Magic Johnson left. Because LeBron saw he knew everything. That's why Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra didn't allow LeBron to have his input. Because LeBron actually ruined the Cavaliers roster because he saw he was actually better than the actual GM. And he saw now he's better than Rob Palenka. I don't care how much money the dude's made. I don't care how good an athlete he is. He's not a GM. You leave that to the person designated to that. You give your opinions. But you do not initiate the power you have over that franchise. Because let me tell you this. Michael Jordan never requested anyone. Michael Jordan didn't say, well, we need to put him, we need to put him, we need to put him, we need to get him, we need to get him, we need to get him. He never said, we're gonna, we need to trade for him, we need to sign him, we need to release him. Jordan didn't do any of that. That separates goats from great players or good players. Decent players, bad players. That's just a fact. Well, it also helps when when you think, as George thought, that since he's the greatest, he doesn't need anyone's help. He actually proves to be true. Yet, Scottie Pippen can't come to realization with that, can't come to grips with that. But you guys get what I'm coming at, get what I'm saying. This Lakers team, in my opinion, is a horrible team. Like, nobody thinks this team is good. If you think this team is good, you're either stupid, you're trying to play this off, or you're just so much an idiot you can't even realize this. But there's a reason why the 2012-13 the Lakers were horrible. With Paul Gasol, Dwight Howard, Steve Nash, and Kobe. Now, now, now here we go. You fast forward nine, ten years later, right? Just have LeBron, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, and Dwight Howard. This is sad deja vu. This is pathetic because in the preseason I told you this wasn't working. This wasn't going to work. I told you what was going to happen with Russell Westbrook. I find Westbrook to be an embarrassment of a player. I find the Lakers organization embarrassment of an organization. Because this is not how things are supposed to be represented. You don't make excuses. If you do not know, do not make an excuse. It's better to say you do not know than make some cruddy excuse. Like, we'll do better next time. We'll try harder next time. I have to look at film. But what were you doing? You, they, everybody, no one's doing anything important. I get it, people make a little money and they think they're kings of everything. They're not. They're just human beings. And trust me, we've seen that time and time again in the NBA or the NFL. Or the NHL. Or MLB. NLB, yeah. Like, this is just bad. 
just because you make a lot of money and because you have a background of success doesn't mean that you can call the shots, be a dictator. You stay playing ball, they'll handle the business side. You give your input when requested or when it's appropriate. That's all when you play basketball. Somehow someone will turn it on me and tell me I'm being a jerk. But also I don't care. Because when you have a pathetic basketball organization. Who was once regarded as a great organization. That should tell you everything you need to know. Because if you go for a bronze years with LA. And you just have the NBA bubbles ring. They show for it. That's a joke, and that tells you what kind of player LeBron really is, what kind of organization LA really has going for them. But you just don't let players construct the organization. So look where it's at. And LeBron's, I bet you LeBron's blaming everyone else besides himself. Same with, um, same with Westbrook. Same with Davis. Davis is just glass. He shares too easily. He's wor he's worthless. It, it I love what I love what's happening because they deserve it. Because this what happens when you allow players to try to create a novelty, a super team that never works. It's, it will be ending up incoherent, inconsistent, and downright dumb. Truth. That is the truth. Like that, that, that's the truth. Essentially. Because you take LeBron out of the equation and he lose. The man has to score 56 points just to beat a team. They beat the Warriors... And the Warriors been crippled without Draymond Green, right? I get it. I get it. Two and eight. But I'll get to back to him in a second. Hold on. The man has to score 56 points. Go almost perfect just to win a game. I'm going to pull up the stats of that game. I bet you Westbrook didn't do anything good. 20 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, and 32 minutes. Win 9-17. Problem is, he's just inconsistent. Like, this is sad. It's sad. It just is. It's, it's one of the most pathetic things I've ever seen. He's not good. The only reason stats means nothing. It just doesn't. Because he's always been doing that. He's always been the stallard because he's a ball hog. Because he's a spoiled brat. Who's only thinking about himself. Why do you think since 2019 he's been on three different organizations? Because each of those organizations it was a fail. Couldn't work with James Harden because he couldn't be a self-centered title of brat. It didn't work with Washington, again, because he had to play with Brad Beal. It, it can't work with Lakers because he's not the main alpha. Because he's not the main guy that everybody's bowing down to. And he can't get all of his stupid little triple-doubles. I'm just saying. And if stats did matter, this would be his first bad season. Since 2009. That tells me a lot. That he can't play anymore. He's been on a def He's been on decreasing since. Beginning of his career. Since winning MVP. He's shown nothing. Like stats are one thing. Like stats are one thing. Backing up with Puff wins. Or championship is another. How many rings does this man have? How many? Zero. That's how many rings he has. And you're telling me, big boy over here, 
couldn't be with OKC Thunder from 2008 to 2018 and win a ring with all that talent with Kevin Durant, James Harden, and James Harden was a sixth man. So with Serge Ibaka, you had guys on there, and if you're the real deal, you play like it. Or you don't. And he didn't. Because he can't. And now he's trying to take all these different excuses. And now this old brat can't. Play. He can't. He's running out of excuses. People are getting fed up with him. There's a reason why people within the organization, people within the league, are wanting him to come off the bench. He's a bum. And he takes no responsibility. This team, like I said before, has too many egos. Has too many egos. It's not all going to work. It's not all going to work. It can't work. It won't work. Because if it did, we would not be in this situation. Can we, can we all agree with that? Can we please agree with that? I think we can. It's bad when you have your own fans booing you. I don't, I don't care what, um, I, I, I really don't care what Draymond has to say. You're pathetic if your own fans boo you. That's just a fact. That's not me being critical. That's me being realistic. That's me being realistic. I'm not kidding. And on August 13th, 2021, when I made the show notes for the podcast, I talked about what did the offseason teach us. You remember that whole series I had? I talked about two teams. The Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Lakers. I broke it all down. I said they would be egotistical maniacs. Paraphrase my words. They would be ego driven. That's all they are. I didn't think it was going to work out. I didn't think it was going to work out at all. It just wouldn't. It just wouldn't. It just wouldn't. But, but, but people don't realize that. People didn't realize that now. They didn't realize that before as they do now. But people now have to start waking up to this. There's a reason why he's failing. There's a reason why each of those players are failing. It's not because of the coaches. Because it was up to the coaches. They would have never had Russell Westbrook. They would have never had these issues. It's because of the egotistical maniacs that this team is where they are at. I think that's the entire truth. And many teams are facing that. We can say that about the Wizards. We can say that about the, uh, the Thunder. We can say that about the Rockets. We can say that about a lot of teams. About... Egos getting the best of franchises. I think we can say that for a lot of teams. But now moving away from the Lakers, let's talk big money contracts. It seems like money controls the way that people think about leaving a team, staying with a team, joining this team, considering this team, and how agents view it because agents want a big sum of money too. But big players. Come this offseason, could sign a super max extension. Two players, Brad Beal and Nikhil Jokic. The current MVP, the, the dominating MVP, right? Nikhil Jokic is expected to sign a five year, $241 million super Max contract extension with the Nuggets come this offseason. That's smart. See what the Nuggets are doing. They do not have egotistical maniacs running that 
franchise, letting the general manager and the front office do what they do best and lead that team financially, business-wise, different things like that, and just let the players play and the players let the businessman do business. I separate the real team from a fake team and the loser of a team from a winner of a team because at least the the Nuggets had more to show in the postseason last year than the Lakers, and then they have more to show this year than the Lakers. And that is a personal fact. That is legit undisputed. They're 30-26. and 26. They had a heck of a game yesterday against the Pelicans in OT. They won 138-130. And that Nuggets team saw Nikola Jokic, Go for 46, 11, and 12 triple double with players going off, also including a 28 and 8 performance by Aaron Gore in 43 minutes. Now, if you're going to tell me that's not productive, then I do not know what is. Truth? Truth. Because the Nuggets are sixth, they're a game behind the Mavericks. They're two and a half games behind the Jazz, five games behind the Warriors and the Grizzlies, and they're 13 games behind the Suns. Get on with everyone else. And turn the last 10. So that makes sense. They're taken care. So this is what's supposed to be looking like. You're going to have Michael Porter Jr. when he returns, Jamal Murray when he returns, Aaron Gordon, Nikhil Jokic. Will Bar, like all these different guys. I'm going to go back real quick because I know I'm missing some. You got Boogie Cousins, who Boogie just went for a huge night. What was it, like 38 points on that? Do you got, uh, do you got Capazzo? Right, so you got tons of guys. That's amazing. You got bench, bench guys like, uh, uh, John McHale Green. Jimmy Caleb Green, Austin Rivers, Monte Morris, Byron Forbes, Jeff Green, Will Barn, um, different guys like that. But a good five right here, Nikhil Jokic, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., Capazzo, Barn. come on. That's a no-brainer there. That's a no-brainer right there. So that makes sense on both sides. And now where money talks even more is Brad Bill and the Wizards as Brad Bill is leaning towards re-signing with the Wizards on a five-year, $246 million Supermax contract extension. He's going to be getting paid huge. He's going to be getting paid huge. Um, That's without doubt. That's just without doubt. And now it's going to happen regardless because why? The Wizards value him a lot and they want to keep him. That's $49.2 million per year. That's going to be his average. So if he accepts that deal, that's going to be his on average salary, which is very, very good money. And I've never touched $49, uh, almost $50 million ever in my life. But it sounds like sweet, sweet money, especially just playing the sport. So when money, money commands a lot of things. It commands our logical and emotional ways of thinking. It really does. But I think also you're going to see Brad Bill as one of those players that is going to be loyal to their team, like Damian Lillard. Uh, speaking outside of basketball, like Larry Fitzgerald with Cardinals. Right? You just have those types of players. Uh, Sidney Crosby of his Penguins. Right? Just thinking about that. Just thinking about that. You have those loyal guys. Curry with the Warriors. You have those guys. You have those guys that are loyal. They're never going to leave. That's just a fact. For the good, the bad, and the ugly, that's just a dominant fact. Kobe. Magic. Like those guys. Bird. Right? Jordan. Pippen. Like you got a lot of guys. You got a lot, a lot of guys. Because when I look around, um, you just know, like Tim Duncan. I'm pretty sure Dave Robinson. Right? So, 
there's a history of that. Without doubt. Without doubt. Without doubt. So it's very interesting thing about that. So it, so the wizard could be something because before injuries kick back in or before their growth spurt happened, they were actually a very dominant team. Now they're just fighting for a playing spot. They're eleventh. They're actually better than the Lakers. Different conferences, I know, but still, you guys get where we're driving at. So it's just very, very interesting to me. That's all. That's all I'm saying. But those are two players expected um, to sign contracts, which makes sense. Right? You have your franchise superstar come back. They're building up a rap sheet for themselves, building up a credibility report, right? It's just how it goes. It really is. Now, guys, moving on to something more depressing for the underdogs or maybe the top dogs. I don't know how you want to look at them, but the Cavaliers. I swear, injuries are just trying to kill. Like, if there's one thing that this universe is trying to do, it's trying to kill the Cleveland Cavaliers. Right now, they're sixth in the Eastern Conference. Three games ahead of the Raptors. A game behind the Celtics and so forth going down till you're five and a half games out of first and first being occupied by your Miami Heat. The, the Cavaliers are having a tough string of injuries because now Jared Allen is going to be out indefinitely after suffering a fractured finger. Who knows his t how long his timetable is going to be. I have not learned anything new on that end. I haven't heard anything come out publicly or privately, right? It would be eager to hear, but fracture finger, in my opinion, I, of course, I'm no doctor, and I'm not going to pretend to be a medical doctor that specializes on bone fractures or bo broken bones or damages of those sorts. But if I had to guess two to three weeks, at the latest four, It's very interesting because I'm sitting here, no Ricky Rubio, no Colin Sexton, there's Garland is fighting for a back injury, now you have Jared Allen with this injury, uh, Evan Mobley's been fighting with injuries, Karis Avera who you just traded for, he's still out with injury, so there's a lot of guys with injuries, and yet the flowers have not been given to the Cavaliers, their due respect have not come yet. Now, once they make it to the postseason, maybe that'll change. But just like the Phoenix Suns, there's not a, there's not a lot of national attention because it should be huge for the Cavaliers who've been grinding. Because um, on Wednesday, you saw the Cavaliers take on. That's a, that's a Wednesday. I meant oh my god, I meant Saturday. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My goodness, I meant Saturday. You saw Saturday, it was a hundred and four. It was yeah, it was a hundred and four. My hold on, wait a minute. Uh, oh, oh, sorry, died. That was the second game. So yesterday was the Raptors game. Okay, so it was a hundred four ninety six Cavaliers. Right, they picked up the thirty seventh win. You saw a lot from City Osman, Kevin Love, Evan Mobley, Darius Garland, Lori Markin. There's a lot of talent on that team, so I'm just saying. It, it kind of hurts when you have those injuries. It really, really does. Because it does not make anything help. It doesn't make anything better. So, it, it just hurts. But you still got all that. You still have to deal with all that because their upcoming games are not going to get easier. Because tomorrow you gotta play the Pacers. Friday you gotta play the Heat. Saturday you gotta play the Bulls. Monday you gotta play the Clippers. Wednesday you gotta play, March 16th you gotta play the 76ers. Right? It just keeps getting more tough until you get, can pick up an easy win against the Pistons and Lakers, of course. No, Pistons would actually be tougher than the Lakers. Um, so it, it's very, very interesting. 
But the, just the injury bug has a plagued the Cleveland Cavaliers so, so, so much. It's actually really sad if you think about it. Like, if you think, think back on it, it's like, wow. How unfortunate is this team? Like, truly, we actually have to ask that question. And now, lastly, guys, before we get into our topic of the day, let's just cover Zion Williamson, which is this. Zion Williamson is returning to New Orleans after being cleared to progress in basketball activities. That's great. I've, I have no idea. Like, I've given up on Zion. Not because he's with the Pelicans. Pelicans have actually been doing very good without him. Whether that comes surprise to you or not. I do not because how good a coach Willie Green is in the talent because the safety call makes a huge difference, right? And then Brian Ingram's able to post someone too, and not just some guy named Jackson Jackson Hayes who means nothing to the NBA, right? Um So that's gonna that's gonna be tying into my topic days. We just got done with recapping the news of the day. But that's my topic today. And that's asking are the Pelicans host if Zion Williamson decides to take his talent somewhere else? Let me sit down for this, people. Let me sit down for this. I've been standing because you know how you get those cramps in your legs or you just can't have, you don't have the urge to sit anymore. Or you have the urge to stand. That's been me. That has, I've been standing because I'm like, my legs are just give out on me because I just cannot sit anymore. So let's think about this. Um. Figuring that Freer plus Pounder can do stuff with his knees and feet once he comes back. I don't know. Because he, he's been okay. Um, like, I don't know. Are they host? I don't, I don't think the Pelicans will be host. It, it gets tough. It gets tough. Because we all know who the Pelicans are. We all know they're just having a fluke year of actually doing very well. I like to say they're doing well. I really, really would. I'm trying to look up CJ McCollum's stats with the Pelicans. Um, he, so CJ McCollum with the Pelicans. Is twenty six is twenty six point six assists and six rebounds. Uh, that's not bad. His record with the Pelicans is five five, so five hundred. See, my problem comes with the fact that Zion Williamson may never be the same. Meaning. Let's say he comes back. He's had a lot of knee injuries. He's had a lot of foot injuries, surgeries. The dude's a walking injury case. And now he's firing 10 plus pounds. He's fat. I know there's people listening to me right now. They're going to be saying I'm body shaming a basketball player. Um, no. When your knees give out on you and you can't walk because... You're throwing plus pounds. Not me body shaming someone. That's me pointing out how fat someone is. Now, should I put it in terms like that? Maybe, maybe not. It just depends. I'm not saying that Zana's going to end up like those fat people on 600 pound life. Um, they watched that show, but I've seen ads, and my goodness. Um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to make fun of that because I do feel bad. So I do feel bad because you, know, because you never wish for anyone to be fat. Uh, unless they want to be by their own choice. But I'm never going to make fun of someone like that. Especially if they're trying to not be fat anymore. So I'm trying to become sensitive to that topic of like, okay, I get that person is trying not to be fat anymore. So I'm not going to try to be rude. Now if a person doesn't care about their weight and their 600 pounds, that's when you bring some harsh truths out. But... That's a topic for another day. Focus on basketball. So, 
with factoring in the weight and the injuries of Zion, will that hinder his talents? Because I like Zion. I liked him when he was in Duke. I really do. I really did. I think he'll become a phenomenal athlete. He was the talk of the 2019 NBA draft. I just don't know. Because of where his career's been going. Because Zion, before all this stuff happened revolving around weight, surgeries, team schedules, team stuff, right? It was like, well, he's upset he doesn't get a Christmas game. Okay, I can see your frustration there. I detailed that extensively on the podcast before when all this was happening. But now the Pelicans are playing good. People are recognizing that. Now the Pelicans are saying, okay, we're trying to get a good roster together. They got CJ McCollum. They got Brandon Ingram. They got all these different guys. The same stuff with Josh Hart. No idea. But you guys guys on there. You got guys that are working. Your game game is one. You're 500 with CJ McCollum. It makes a huge, huge, huge difference. You're able to beat the Suns with CJ McCollum. That says a lot. So they have talent on that team. But does Zion even want to play for the Pelicans? Will the Pelicans even want him? Because you know his contract's coming up. You know his contract's coming up. I'm trying to get the official date. Because his rookie contract's almost up, which is a four-year, $44 million contract. He's going to be a free agent, restricted free agent in 2023. What is that? That's going to be next year. Next year. I say he walks. I say he doesn't come back. But I'm, I'm torn on that because I like to see him come back. So I like to see the Pelicans and him work things out. Honestly. That, that's, that's how I'm seeing it. It just gets really, really tricky. Because what if their former first overall pick walks out on them? Walks out on a team. Then you're hosed. And you have to say, uh-oh. Um, mistakes were just made. Maybe we should have dropped someone else. Or maybe we should have done different things. Your first mistake was hiring Stan Van Gundy. All due respect to Stan Van Gundy, he just was not a very good head coach with the Pelicans. And many voiced their frustrations with him. It gets interesting. But are the Pelicans hosed if Zion Williamson decides to take his time somewhere else? No. Short answer, no. It's a complicated answer because I want to say yes and no. But majority of like 51, 49 says no. So 51% of me says no. Because you're building with fans. If CJ McCollum stays in New Orleans, you're able to hatch a plan together. Will the Green to let the team be successful? Or get them back on the right track? But then here's the thing. I do not believe that they need him. Do they need him? Maybe. Do they really need him? Maybe not. It just all depends how they value him. But I think Zion's done. And there's many teams that would want to have a Zion Williamson, a Donovan Mitchell, or any one of their guys. Because many teams want them, right? It was like going to be Mitchell, uh, Zion, and someone else. I forgot the third guy, but you guys get where I'm coming from. I bet you the Knicks would love to have him, have all three of the Dukies, Cam Reddish, Zion, and RJ. Because that may work. Or egos will clash, and then you boot out everyone in Duke again besides Zion because that was his nature. Or that was the media's nature and spot on him. So it gets very, very, very interesting. But I don't even know, because a lot of people say, okay, we're going to extend them. We extend them to his lengthy contract, years and money, right? And he gets injured more. And he can't perform at his high level he used to. Because feet and knees 
are something that are very vital to an NBA player. Like they need that to sustain a healthy career, a longevity of a career. They need to have a long, a long career. So I don't know. I'm not confident in the Pelicans retaining him. I, I'm more confident in him leaving. That I just have a gut feeling. But it's going to be very interesting because you know how both sides feel about one another. He's going to be rejoining the Pelicans next week. I just don't know. But the former first overall pick has not even played a game yet this season. But he continues to go up in averages. He improved dramatically from the 2019 season 2020. I say give the former first overall pick a chance. I bet you that he can do it. But I think the Pelicans do want to give him a chance. It's just Zion where he stands at. That's where he's interesting. Because who really does know? I did. I, I just don't know because I think the Pelicans will be hosed if he stays and he gets injured more and you wasted more money and years on him and time on him. But I think you're also hosed if he takes his talent somewhere else because what if he's able to be a, ha a healthy scratch guy? What if he's able to become healthy again? And now you just uh, messed your guy, you messed yourselves out of a first overall pick that was good. So it gets tricky. So I think you're hosed your way. I just think you take it rehab by rehab, day by day, progress by progress, and see what happens when the 2023 offseason comes rolling around. And if you want to extend them. But you know if you if you have if you want to extend them, it's gonna have to be big money. It's the only way he's doing it. Like I said before, money speaks. It just becomes very interesting. But you have to cut a deal with him that he loses weight. You have to cut a deal with him that he's going to develop his body differently. Meaning, in the ways that he trains. In the ways that he can reduce those injury moments. Or become less injury prone. <coughs> Sorry. If he's able to become, po if that's able to become possible. Possibly done. That's possible. It, it just becomes very, very tough. I think we can all agree on that. I think we all can agree on that. So, answering the question again. Are the Pelicans hosed if Zion Williamson decides to take his talent somewhere else? No. But it's a double-edged sword. It's going to be hosed. They're going to be hosed any, either way. And Zion can make all his money. And his career could be over. Or he could take his talent somewhere else. And he could do the exact same thing, or he could be fine. It just all depends how the rehab's going. It just really depends that way. Again, I see life with Zion Williamson on a franchise. It just depends where both sides will be because he's expressed his discomfort with the team, his disapproval with the team. He's disappointed. I understand that. But so is the team. So... There are things that needs to be hashed out, that needs to be talked about. And I think it will be between the front office and the player and his agent. 100%. It just all depends what happens with this rep because uh, setbacks have happened, things happen, like, it gets tough. You just have to see what condition, because this is also a thing coming out of 2019 NBA draft. Was concerned about how well how long can his needs hold up for? How long can his body hold up for? Can you get two years out of him? Three years, four years, ten years, like stuff like that. So it, it's going to be a very, 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 very interesting process and deliberation on what's going to happen, when, how, and why. So it's going to be very interesting, and guys. Without further ado, that's it for today's podcast episode. I will be back here 
Wednesday morning, most likely, because I have a dentist appointment. Yeah, I have a dentist appointment, but I should be able to record still, because I have to get dental work done. I don't know if all the numbing stuff. I don't know if I'm going to be able to talk. I, I don't know. I have to get all squared away. Either way, I'll be back on Wednesday morning, 8 a.m. Thank you guys for listening to today's podcast episode. Um, again, please support us in any way that you can. Even similarly rating us on Google My Business, on our Google page. Um, subscribing to Substack, courtsaheat.substack.com. Patreon, all those links are going to be down below. It will be such a huge help. I would be, um, I would be delighted. It would be amazing if you guys could. If you guys can't, I'm okay with that too. I'm just happy you guys are tuning in because, like the banner says, this is for this is for fans by fans. I'm here, Courts Heat's here to give you the best basketball entertainment. So whether you're just here giving us your time, that is perfect, or you're giving us your money, that's perfect too. Either way, we're just so glad that you're here. And without further ado, guys, that is all I have. Remember, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneIn, and all those other places. And until Wednesday morning at 8 a.m., so long, guys. I'll catch you for the next Suns game, and I'll catch you on next major announcement. Until then, I'll see you guys soon, and let's have the outro music take us out now. <laughs> Come on!